What's going on, sports fans? Got another good one for you today. Today, I'm going to be talking about the Carson Wentz trade. If you haven't heard yet, Carson Wentz has been traded to the Colts. It's the biggest news in the NFL right now. The fact that the Eagles have finally moved on from Carson Wentz. They did get a 2021 third round pick and a conditional 2022 second round pick, which could end up being a first. Um, What I've read about that was that it's based on the amount of percentage of snaps that Carson Wentz takes this season or his health, basically. If he's healthy and he... He's taking, you know, the majority of the Colts snaps, then I, I'm not sure how it ends up actually working, but that's how it could potentially end up being a first for the Eagles. Now, I want to talk about who I think won this trade, because obviously that's how we want to look at things here. We want to look at who do we think won this trade, and I think it's it's mutually beneficial for both these teams, but if I had to pick one team that was really winning this trade, I think it was the Eagles by far. And I think that a lot of people are hating on the Eagles or not so happy about the decision to trade Carson Wentz because you didn't get that much out of him. You only got a 2021 third round pick and a, let's say a, 22, a 2022 second round pick at worst. So you got a third and a second. And for a guy that was an MVP candidate, you know, a shoe-in before he got hurt in 2017, so really not that much in the grand scheme of things, especially after you saw what the Rams gave up for Matthew Stafford. I'm sure Eagles fans were really thinking they were going to get a lot more, but they didn't. But I certainly think that this was a great move by the Eagles. For one, you had to get Carson Wentz out of there. You knew Jalen Hurts was going to be your guy at least going forward, out of the quarterback room that you had. You weren't going to move on with Carson Wentz. That relationship in Philly was unsalvageable. So you had to move him. While you didn't get that much for him, for one, you do get rid of that big contract that you gave him. You get that off the books. And I know that was probably very worrisome for the Eagles because they're like, hey, we're going to have to pay this dude a lot of money if we can't get him gone. And that's probably why they settled for a little less um, compensation than a lot of people thought they might have would have been able to get if they played hardball. But they really weren't in a position to play hardball because they needed this contract off the books. And while they'll still have to incur $33.8 million in dead cap space for trading Carson Wentz, which is the single largest dead cap in NFL or dead cap hit in NFL history. Second was the $22.2 million the Rams took for trading Jared Goff about three weeks ago. But nonetheless, while they will take that cap hit, after this season, they, they don't have to pay him. And they have, they freed up almost, million in cap space and that can pay a lot of players that can get your team very good very fast because you have cap space and Philly is a especially when fans get back in the stadiums Philly is a place you a lot of people I think at least would think of it as a desirable location it's a big city it's well known it has rich history and the fans there are crazy like they they crave football they they love football so playing football in a city like that you if i'm an nfl player i would enjoy that very much because your fans are going to show out and they're going to support you and they're crazy and while you know as a fan of a different franchise you might find them annoying 
if you're a player for that for the Eagles, you're going to find those fans awesome because they're crazy about you. And so freeing up that cap space allows the Eagles to go get free agents. And, you know, whether Jalen Hurts is their guy going forward or not, they they have cap space and they're going to be able to bring guys in. And if he ends up not being their guy, they can build an offensive line and then draft a quarterback if they don't have the seasons they want. Or if he is their guy, they can still build an offensive line or get that defense better. The, the possibilities are endless when you're freeing up that much cap space. And so a, a really good move by the Eagles, although a lot of people weren't crazy about them not getting that much for him. Now, moving on to the Colts side of things, I really think they they had a great trade, too. I think that Philly won the trade hands down, but I think the Colts got a lot out of this. They lost Phillip Rivers this offseason to retirement, and so they needed a quarterback replacement. Now, while I think Jacoby Brissett is a, a, a good quarterback, I think he's proven that at least where he's at right now, he's not a franchise guy, and you can't rely on him to start you know, 16, 17 games. So you, you need a, you needed a guy. And while Carson Wentz has battled with injury, he was a really good quarterback when he first started. And you want to know who his offensive coordinator was when he first started. It was Frank Wright who, or Frank Wright. I'm not sure how to say his name. Like I butcher everyone's name. Sorry, but he was the Eagles offensive coordinator back in 2016 and 2017 when Carson Wentz was on his MVP tear before he got hurt. He ended up leaving and taking the head co- coaching position in Indy. And now that these two are reunited, I think it it could be the spark that, you know, re revives Carson Wentz's career because that's what he needs. He needs a revival. This dude was a stud. He was playing at an MVP caliber level and, I know, I think the MVP caliber is tossed around too much, but like playing at that high of a level that Carson Wentz was playing is insane. And so if Frank Wright can even get a a little bit out of that out of Carson Wentz, because Phillip Rivers did not have that great of a season. And that team has a amazing defense and weapons on offense with an incredible offensive line. And so I think if they can just get a little bit of the old Carson Wentz back, if he can just not overthrow his receivers and not throw a ton of interceptions you know if if I'm Indy my benchmark for Carson Wentz is for him to make a jump similar to what Baker Mayfield did this season Baker Mayfield last season was turning the ball over way too much and it was costing the Browns greatly and he came into this season, and while he started off so, he fixed it later on, and he, he limited the turnovers, only ended up throwing eight or nine interceptions, which is huge. And I think if you're – now, while they're both not coming out of the same scenario, Carson Wentz is at a much lower place after this season than Baker was after last season. I think if Carson Wentz can just limit the amount of turnovers, be a game manager at least – at the beginning and then maybe blossom into what you were or a part of what you were when you were at your highest level. And I, so I really think this deal could work out great for the Colts as well. My only problem is though, they do have to pay Carson Wentz. They have that huge contract on their cap space or with their organization now. And so if Carson Wentz doesn't pan out, 
you're, it's going to be hard to get rid of him. I'm not sure how many years he has left on his contract, but even if you know you think you need to move on with like from him after this year, it's going to be hard to move him because people have already seen, hey, this dude, he his career can't be revived, and no one's going to want to trade for him. And if you cut him or you keep him, you're going to have to pay him, and that's going to that's going to hurt your cap space, and you maybe won't be able to bring in guys you would want to bring in in free agency. So that's something to keep an eye on, but I really do think both teams benefit from this trade a great deal, actually. And now going back on what I talked about earlier, the uh, talk about how Jared Goff and Carson Wentz are the two largest dead cap hits in NFL history because they both were traded this offseason. I just want to remind everyone that these dudes were drafted in 2016 and went one and two respectively, Jared Goff going one and Carson Wentz going two. And the fact that these two guys are now have now been traded away, Jared Goff going to a much worse situation than Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz actually got he he got a pretty great situation honestly. If he can, you know, play at the level he was playing, the Colts are they're going to be in the playoffs and they're going to, they might be even Super Bowl contenders. I know that's crazy to say, but if Carson Wentz can get back to that level, they, they certainly will be. And so he got a much better situation where his team is ready to compete now. Unlike Jared Goff, or he's this, he's just there to be a placeholder. Jared Goff has no future with the Lions organization. They're just going to hold on to his contract while they stink until his contract's up. They're going to get rid of him. And by then, they'll probably have already drafted their quarterback of the future. So Jared Goff's career is not looking bright. While on the other hand, Carson Wentz is looking great when you're looking at where both these guys are coming from and what their future could potentially hold. And now that we've talked about the 2016 draft, it's only... right that I feel that we talk about the 2015 draft too where two quarterbacks were also taken one and two and Jameis Winston I believe went one Marcus Mariota went two and both of them are now actually backups too and aren't with their teams anymore now while I think both those quarterbacks honestly are better than the two we're talking about right now I think Carson Wentz has shown that he has a higher ceiling than Marcus Mariota and Jameis Winston. I think Jameis Winston deserves a shot legitimately. I think after sitting behind Drew Brees, I think he could really have a resurgence in his career. And Marcus Mariota balled out in the one game he played for the Raiders this season after Derek Carr left in the first quarter. So I think both those quarterbacks honestly should get a shot. And I know the NFL is in a time period where, you know, people are so intolerant of quarterbacks. They're like, hey, we're not having instant success move on if they're not like a rookie or in their second year. And But I really do think those two dudes deserve a shot. But the reason I wanted to talk about those two as well as Carson Wentz and Jared Goff was the fact that those two drafts, like a lot of people thought these quarterbacks were going to be the faces of the NFL. They were highly touted recruits. A lot of people were excited about them. And they really didn't pan out. Well, like I said, I think all these guys could end up having, you know, better careers than what they've had so far. And I think the Rams gave up on Jared Goff too soon. I think he could honestly, you know, maybe bounce back if he can figure out a way to get out of Detroit. But just, I mean, it's crazy to think that how fast guys can go from being, oh, these guys could end up being the face of the front, like these franchises and being the, you know, most talked about guys in the NFL to being backups. Like that's just, 
it's just crazy how fast the NFL cycle is moving. I feel like it hasn't moved this fast ever. And like I said earlier, I the NFL is really in a time where teams and organizations are very quarterback intolerant. The heat immediately goes to the quarterback, no matter how the team is. Like if the team starts performing bad, the heat immediately goes to the quarterback, whether it's like really his fault or not. Like people just want to get rid of a quarterback if not, they're not seeing instant success. And I really think that people need to move away from that. Like I, I think the Rams could have been fine keeping Jared Goff and they didn't have to give up a first round pick. Well, I think Matthew Stafford is better than Jared Goff. I don't think Matthew Stafford, as old as he is, how much they gave up for him is that much better than Jared Goff when you think about what they had to give up to get him. And so what I what I'm really trying to say is I re, I wish the NFL would become more quarterback tolerant. I want to see guys stay places longer. Um, but with the way it's starting to turn out, like the Buccaneers got rid of Jameis Winston, got Tom Brady, won a Super Bowl, and so if we're seeing stuff like that, I think the NFL is just going to continue to become more quarterback intolerant. And that's just the direction I don't want to see it go because I think these guys are incredible players. And like I said, Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston, Jared Goff, and Carson Wentz could all start for an NFL team right now and, you know, give them a little, a legitimate chance to, you know, win games and compete. That's it for today's episode, guys. As always, thank you guys for listening. Remember to follow me at Jesse K. Bellamy on Twitter and leave a like, review, subscribe, whatever you can do on your streaming platforms to support the podcast. I hope to start uh, previewing the upcoming NFL draft in the next couple episodes. And thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you next time on The Blitz.